Hello and welcome to Gotcha Journalism, the podcast where we try out Gotcha games. You don't have to wait two weeks to find out you hate playing it. Uh, this week we are talking about Madoka Magica Magia Record. Uh, I think it's the full title of it. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Uh, who are we? Oh shit! Right. Fuck! I fuck it up every week. Uh, I'm Sierra. My pronouns <laughs> are she/her. Uh, oh, I. I'm done. I'm Dustin, my pronouns are he, they, and you don't fuck it up every week. I'm pretty sure you nailed it last time. That's true. I was very good at it last time. Um, and we should just all remember that time and sort of forget this time. We should also probably include what our Twitter handles are, I guess, on the off chance someone actually listens to this. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RhetoricAcrobat. Oh yeah, you can find me uh, at StiltsTheGM. Uh, uh, before we talk about Magia Record, though... Um, I'd like to actually uh, sort of do a quick revisit of Grand Blue and Dissidia, uh, because a while ago Grand Blue had like their I think it was like an anniversary event or something. Yep. Um, uh, where I played a whole shitload of Grand Blue, like significantly more than I normally do, and then after that event ended, I pretty much dropped it entirely, and now I've been regularly playing Dissidia Final Fantasy and I was thinking to myself why that is Mm -hmm. like why do I go back to Dissidia even though I like the team building and character art and story of Grand Blue more Uh, and I finally settled on the I think I figured it out is it Yuki? why I mean, I do like a lo- I, I do like a lot of the characters. I my my uh, Dissidia team is now Yuna, Arania, Highwind, and uh, Lightning, and that's a uh-huh. yeah, pretty uh-huh. solid girl power combo. Yeah, you know what? I respect um, it. But but honestly, like it actually hit me while I was doing the summon boards, which a lot of people consider to be like, which a lot of people in Dissidia don't really like about it, but. I was I was comparing the su- I was directly comparing the the summon boards to having just done a bunch of grinding in Grand Blue and was like, God, I fucking hate Grand Blue's RNG. Mm-hmm. And like, I realized what I appreciate about Dissidia is that I can put time into Dissidia, and I'm unless I'm spending all that time trying to grind out artifacts, which is a very small element of like your character's actual power progression i am guaranteed to make progress and that is not necessarily the case in grand blue yeah i think if we're specifically looking at um grid weapons um like uh magnitude drops especially um anything from like grimner alexia um anything like that it is any one individual raid can very easily not contribute anything to your grid, and, like, the law of large numbers is fake, is the thing. Uh, so, like, it's very easy to go long stretches of time without actually getting any real reward that is necessary uh, for advancing yeah. the power level. Um, I think there are ways to advance and increase your power um, in, and make progress in Grand Blue that are guaranteed um such as 
Well, so first of all, they do require a basic level to uh, start actually making progress. Um, they basically require you to have hit rank, I think, 80, uh, whatever the gate to high level is. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it might be 80. I recently hit 100, which is what I needed to yeah. finally, like, do the class champion weapons. Yes. And, like, yeah, the, the, the weapons you can craft, those have less RNG. Um, but I was, like, after doing the class champion, the first class champion weapon, which I did Ascalon, mm -hmm. um, which is the obvious choice, because I was going Glorybringer for, like, right. my primary, uh, main character class. Um, and I was looking at the other weapons I could then go and do, and it's like, um, the most obvious choices are continuing to forge the ser uh, Seraphic weapons, um, but those require so many, like, anima drops yeah. that are also RNG-dependent, mm -hmm. um, and it just felt like such an overwhelming slog compared mm -hmm. to, oh, I can go into Dissidia and, like, spend an hour with uh, using one of the double XP uh, items that you can that you get like super easily and you have a ton of and i can max out uh one of the summon boards for my entire main party of three characters in that time and that's another mm -hmm. significant step made in the progress of my team whereas an hour spent in grand blue may do virtually nothing <laughs> yeah i i think that is a legitimate complaint um I, I guess, like, my complaint with the summon boards was never um, that they were grindy. Like, I I thought they were basically fine, but I also voluntarily play Grand Blue, like, actively and consistently. Um, like, I, I just hit rank 120, or er, uh, 150. I'm, like, making significant progress in a lot of builds. I just built a, uh, a Primal gr Grid and Sparked. Like, I... I put a lot of time in Grand Blue very voluntarily. So, like, the summon boards being grindy was never my issue with them. I just think they're boring as shit. Like, I don't think there is anything particularly interesting in uh, the summon boards just basically being kind of a flat stat boost with no real interesting choices to be made. It's just sort of, yeah, fill this out. Okay, it's done. Like, it is, it is an increase in power in a way that feels boring to me mostly whereas like at least with grids in grand blue i am able to make choices to say hey i i could theoretically make a uh enmity light build uh focused on getting low health uh i don't know why i would it would probably be pretty bad but i i could do that that is a choice i can make and that doesn't feel uh, uh like a thing really in um dissidia uh, just because, like, how its team building works is fundamentally different, and the way you mess with its numbers is fundamentally different. Uh, yeah, I the what the, the what I'll say in Dissidia's defense is that, yeah, the the way the summon grids, the way the summon boards power you up, is boring. I also think that for the majority of Grand Blue grids, the way that you level up your weapon grid is also equally boring. Sure, because. I don't think for the most part that like when you go from uh when you go from like a an omega weapon grid to a um 
uh, what is it? The, uh, the next magnitude. Step? Magnitude. I, from what I have seen of the, of like the weapon grid builds, mm-hmm. um, it, they don't really seem that much different, other than these ones have better skills and do bigger numbers. Uh, so yes and no. There's actually like. So there is definitely like a fairly standardized uh, magnitude build um, for most class or for most elements, um, but there is still like choice to be made in those spaces, um, and like there is also suboptimal choices, but still interesting ones that you can make in those spaces. On top of which, like you can do things like a scales grid, especially as you get higher. Which is uh, scales is uh, or scales of dominion is a weapon that you can get that gives a massive stat and uh, HP boost if all of the weapons in your grid are a different weapon. Uh, so if you have no duplicates, which immediately changes up uh, how your grids can be built, especially if you want to hypothetically build a budget primal grid, um, because it provides a bit of firepower that might have been lacking otherwise. Um, and so like there is choice to be made in those spaces, even if like the actual act of leveling them up is interesting, whereas like a summon board for any one character is going to pretty much be identical no matter what just because it's just straight stat boost uh, which isn't like it it is not like bad i think that like comparing the two is kind of uh, uh not really fair to, yeah it, it's not really fair to either like a, a grid design is like a, a function of team building whereas like uh summon boards are basically the same as just slime blasting to level up a character to 100 like in grand like it is the busy work you have to do for your character to be technically functional at all. Um, which, like, is boring, but, like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, like, I think, like, you're right in that, like, it is easier to make uh, immediate market and uh, see a seeable progress in Dissidia than it is in Grand Blue uh, a lot of the time. Um I think there are ways to make progress in Grand Blue, especially once you hit uh, a completed M1 grid, uh, Magna 1 grid, uh, because you can start doing things like saying, well, even if I'm not getting drops for my Magna 2 weapons, I can start four-starring these Magna 1 weapons. Uh, I can start four-starring my um, uh, my summon. Um, and it does require drops, but like uh, Grand Blue is very much a game of like you have to be playing for the long term and the normalization of probability will declare you eventually get some of these even if the law of large numbers is still fake um so like i i think you're right in that like uh, an hour of progress is way easier to see a result from in decidia than it is in grand blue um but i also think grand blue is a game that is not interested in being measured in a single hour if that makes sense yeah, and I think that's why I just consistently burn out mm-hmm. on Grand Blue is that my brain is not wired to be okay with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, absolutely. I, I I want some like I I want some sort of indication that my time has been spent accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. And Grand Blue like there's there were a lot of days when Grand Blue did not give me any sort of indication that I used that my time was worthwhile yeah like th- there are a lot, definitely a lot of days where it's like uh, uh so right now i'm doing a thing called uh, uh, akasha farming um which akasha drops um a, a specific kind of item called a relic um which you need 10 of two different types in order to um 
get a special weapon called the Hollow Sky weapon. Uh, Hollow Sky weapons are great. They provide a special modifier to characters of two different classes and just some super good buffs. Uh, the thing about Akasha is uh, he drops roughly one relic shard of one of the random 10 weapon types every time you fight them. And you need 10 of two different specific weapon types. So it's just sort of like, okay, the only way you are able to really measure this progress is like, how many do I have? Okay, I got two of these over two hours of farming this fight. Um, and like, do, you're not going to see any progress in a fight uh, um, in any real market way until like that weapon is actually in your grid. Uh, and that will be a while. Uh, so like it, you don't see the result or the fruits of your labor for a much longer time in Grand Blue than you do in Dissidia, I think too. Um, just because like the way effort ends up being quantized in weapons means that like you can't include something in your grid until it's actually like usable, and the further you go in the game, the requirements for usable tend to become higher and higher. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, cool! I have I have a, a new M2 weapon. Well, I haven't gotten four copies of it, uh, and I already have one zero star copy of it in my grid. I guess I just sort of can't use this until I get another three drops of this. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's it's the same way with like the uh, uh, with building a sword grid for light. It's like don't even bother putting the oh yeah huh? uh, swords in unless they are. Uh, uncapped to uh, four stars like, uh, level 120 do not bother otherwise but then like yeah. all of a sudden you drop four uh, four star level 120 star your swords in your grid and your hit points and light are uh okay so for reference my hp in light can be around 30 to 35,000 um <laughs> i'm at like 10,000 uh -huh. or something yeah like in light i have uh i think Five uh, four-star swords, uh, a cosmic sword or a cosmic sword at 150, and a Xeno sword or a true Xeno sword, um, which just basically says, "Hey, I get to have a fuck ton of hit points." Um, and so like it, that's the sort of thing where it's like all of a sudden you see vast explosions of progress followed by long periods of apparent stagnation, which can be very frustrating. Uh, uh, Grand Blue, I think in general, also like has a retention structure more similar to an MMO than to uh, most gotcha games. Uh, you mean in, in that it, like, it's... It, it is more... It, it, mm -hmm. So, like, it in that it, like, tries to get you back for, like, major events? In that it is trying to get you back for, like, major events, and then also, like, it is interested in long-term retention in a way that... Uh, other gacha games tend not to feel like they are. Um, like, Grand Blue forcing you to measure times in these long scales means that they're much more interested by its very nature in, like, repeat customers for whales, rather than, like, somebody getting into a game for a singular collab, being a whale for the single collab, and then getting out. Like, there are definitely people who whaled in Valkyrie, Pro uh, Valkyrie Anatomia, for uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and then dropped that game after like two months. Um, yeah, <laughs> there. That is not what Grand Blue is interested in. It is, I think, like pretty easily arguable. 
um, just based on how, like if you do that, it's not going to be upset about it. Uh, but I, it feels like a game that is much more interested in having people who are around for a year, two years, three years. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's just different approaches, and mm-hmm. it turns out Grand Blues just doesn't work for me very well. Oh, yeah, no, that th- this is not me, like, being critical of not liking Grand Blue. It, it, it's me just being like, oh, yeah, I, I understand why that is a thing that extremely turns folks off. It is a thing that I like, but it is very much a personal taste, and I have bad taste uh, sort of thing. Yeah. It's a shame, because, like, I really, really like my Fire and Light teams, mm-hmm. both for the characters in them, and also because they're, they're fun to play. Like... Mm-hmm. My fire team does stupid damage. It's uh, Shiva, Zeta, and what's the what's the Zodiac? Anila? Uh, Anila, yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, it's that, like that's just all a meta sphere team. That that's just like yeah, that's meta a meta sphere team. team. Um, <laughs> and I did pick the spear Atma. Good, uh, correct. Yeah, uh-huh. last event. Um, and then my light team is uh. Lucifer, Hal and Mal, and Matera. Oh, that's just like a good ass team. Yeah, and they just never die. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, because the boss can't hit them, and and it, they just shield constantly mm-hmm. and re and regen. Yeah, that that's so about they right. Can't, they can't be killed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that- and so it, it's really fun to use those teams. But also when I think about how much effort and time it would take to actually get myself to the next tier of raids that I could do, mm-hmm. it just feels so overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that is extremely reasonable. And like my opinion is definitely colored by the fact that like I've been playing Grand Blue for like three and a half years almost at this point. Um, and so like I have a lot of tools. I've been playing like off and on uh it's only recently that i've started playing like significantly more actively um like basically since uh, a little bit before uh the most recent anniversary um so the past couple months or so uh actually like right around when we did the uh the grand blue episode um is when i started getting back into the game more seriously uh but like that also means that like I've basically been dropping in and out for all of like the big roll fests and shit like that. And so yeah. I have a lot more tools at my disposal to play around with than like a person who has not had three years worth of free rolls would have. So like <laughs> that, that absolutely colors my opinion. And that's part of why I'm like, yeah, I, I completely understand why other folks are not as interested. It, it, if you don't have a toolkit to build from, uh, and you don't have horrifying luck, like I have had, um, where in my Spark, uh, so uh, Spark is, for uh, folks who haven't listened to our Grand Blue episode, Spark is basically where you roll 300 times and get a guaranteed character from a list. I had, like, four characters. Uh, I was looking at Sparking, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll go into this seeing uh, what I get from the Spark, and then I'll pick what I want. Uh, yeah, I just, got, I just got all four of them from ro- the rolls. Uh, <laughs> at, a, at a 6% rate to get any SSR at all. Uh, just just pulled all of them from the rolls and was like, oh, okay, I guess I guess I just get to pick whatever I want now. Cool. Uh, so the game was, like, very, very kind to me. Uh, and this is not, like, a new thing. This is just how the game's been to me since, like, I started playing it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes there are games you play that decide, no, we'd like you to stick around and are very friendly to you. Um. Yeah, that, that's how Dokkan Battle has largely been to me. Uh-huh. Um, Dissidia can, can be... Dissidia is off and on. Like, sometimes I'll get lucky. Like, I... I pulled um I pulled the EX weapon for God, who was it? Um I, yeah, I pulled the EX weapon for Prompto in like five tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh but then when I was trying to get like the EX weapon um for Yuffie, I spent like a hundred fifty tickets and got jack shit mm-hmm. yeah that's fair so, uh, listen not, very... not everybody can be like me where they just draw all three of agrius's weapons like immediately yeah my my current my current uh resolve is i'm not going i'm going to only use tickets for pulls between now and december so i can save up uh two hundred thousand gems because um in december um, the LD and BT weapons for uh, lightning come out, mm-hmm. and uh, two hundred thousand gems um, is enough to uh, do all the ten pulls required to get enough mercy tokens to just like mercy yourself both weapons if you mm-hmm. can't get them because like. The rates for getting both either the BT or the LD weapons are very low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to the uh, compared to like EXs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just currently saving up for that. Because mm-hmm. uh, what? Because like also, I think it's the yeah, it's the BT, the burst, the burst weapons. Um, at least I'm pretty sure it's the burst weapons. Let me check the city info real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they can only be used, uh, though they're only released for the main hero and the main villain of each Final Fantasy game represented in Dissidia. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, so, for example, um, for FF7, only Cloud and Sephiroth, uh, have burst weapons. Um... So yeah, let me see here. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's a burst weapon, um, and basically what burst weapons do is like get, like give the character you know a bigger boost and like free turns uh, that mm-hmm. so they can just basically burst. It's almost like using your the character as its own summon uh, once per fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm currently saving up for that to guarantee I get it for lightning. Yeah, that's um, that's fair. If I, if I was playing that it, game still, I would be saving up for Ramza. Yeah, because like, because uh, I was thinking like, obviously I'm going to spend a shitload of gems if they ever release Riku, which so far she has not been added uh, to uh, the Japanese version yet. So who knows mm-hmm. when she will she will come. She, she will arrive and I will finally have the character I've always wanted in this game. Um, but also, even if she does arrive, she's not going to get a burst because she's not the main character. Right, yeah. Uh, so I don't have to worry about saving up 
for that, <laughs> I can just blow it all on lightning. You can just go ape shit. Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Yeah. Um, and it's great, because right now I have a team where between Arania and lightning, no one ever gets a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lightning just gets <laughs> to go forever. Just... Yeah, like, what if... What if your strategy for defending yourself against enemies was to just not let enemies do anything. Mm -hmm. And that is my current Dissidia team. (laughs) Is, fuck you, I get all the turns. Yeah, no, like, listen, I I understand. There is absolutely cool shit in Dissidia. Like, that shit rules. I I, I just a lot of times hit a point where I just sort of felt, like, bored by some of the, uh, uh, by some of the team building choices because of like how the options ended up feeling kind of limited sometimes. Yeah. I, I think with Dissidia, um, you kind of need to engage with, um, you know, the, the bonus units, like who, like what mm-hmm. units are getting a bonus for this particular event. So you can like, um, get a bunch of event currency. Yeah. I- um, be- because like, team building is so freeform and you can pretty much and you can get through most content using any any team at your disposal mm-hmm. um in order to shake things up you know you you want to play into like who is getting a boost right now see and like i i i get that that absolutely makes sense as like oh yeah that's that's cool that is a cool way to handle it uh, i am a person who also like has an ultimate goal of eventually soloing um lucy six in uh grand blue so like doing these hard fights that have like specific restrictions on characters and require really stringent character building is the thing that i am interested in and that's just not that, that's not what uh city is interested in providing which again yeah is not bad it is just very much serving a different audience than me specifically yeah doken battle has been doing that a lot mm-hmm. though so that'll be something to talk about whenever we redo the doken battle episode that was lost to time yeah that'll be cool I'm, I'm actually excited to do that hey we should probably talk about the game we actually came here to talk about huh yeah it, yeah we... yeah that took longer than i expected but i really want to get that off my chest um, yeah for sure because also i think it's fun to revisit some of the games we've recommended yeah in like it... a new light as they develop uh, especially in, like, the context of, like, hey, these are the games that we are still both playing. Like, I, I like that we can go back and talk about them. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Magia Record. Yeah, uh, so I'm just I'm just gonna get this out ahead of things. Uh, Genera Bochi uh, is a bitch and accidentally made a good thing in Madoka Magica and doesn't understand why it's good, and he can eat my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um... Genarabuchi occasionally makes things I like, but mostly I just think he can suck my dick. Yeah, he makes things I like sometimes, uh, and it's always on accident. And I do not believe that he fundamentally understands why I like it, because, man, hearing that man talk about Madoka Magica infuriates me, because, wow, ooh, ha, homie, you really just wanted to make a story about young girls suffering, huh? And uh, accidentally... Yeah, look, Mm -hmm. all I'm saying is that there is a reason that... uh, during in Maji Record when you start it up, you get a ticket that you can use for a free four star unit of your choice. Mm-hmm. There is a reason I chose Mommy. Uh huh. Listen, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I extremely respect it. Uh, I was mostly mad I couldn't choose Homura. Homura, who is my girl, my precious daughter. Oh, you stupid sad lesbian. Oh, I I thought she was one of the choices. I oh, didn't I, even notice. I, I did not see her there. I didn't think she was. Um, 
I, I, I'd believe you if she wasn't there, but I could have sworn she was, but it is, weird. it is possible. I missed it. Um, I just ended up choosing Madoka since she seemed like mechanically very valuable. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, no, she's a good choice. We, uh, we should probably like, I guess, talk about our familiarity with like Madoka as a thing. Um, so I, I am a, a gay woman who likes anime. So I, of course, watched Madoka. Um, and like, have strong feelings about that game, uh, that uh, that anime's critical interaction with uh, womanhood and suffering and uh, intimacy between women. Um, I think it is a, a story that is like, deeply invested in um, the ways we suffer and can also can care for each other simultaneously. Uh, and I think someone on that team accidentally snuck in uh, in the middle of the night and included those themes when Gen wasn't looking. <laughs> because <laughs> that man uh, has like straight up come out and talked about how oh he wanted to make a story about women suffering for like the crime of wanting things yeah uh it doesn't get better when you watch rebellion no is... that, there's a reason i haven't watched rebellion <sighs> i as someone who generally enjoyed Monica but feels it gets way more praise than it actually deserves mm-hmm. uh Rebellion is... Rebellion was insulting <laughs> to me. Mm, I, I think that's probably fair. Um, I, like, I, um, I haven't watched it. I have heard rough things about it. Um, it it basically involves, like, Homura, like... Uh, spoilers uh, for Madoka uh, throughout this whole episode. Yeah. Just a heads up. I'm, I'm not interested I'm, in... Spoilering. I'm not getting super specific about it, but it, essentially it involves Homura... Um, uh, directly defying Madoka's own like choices and free will. Yeah, like to get what she wants. Th- there is a a version of that story that is interesting in that like Homura has spent her entire life basically giving up her whole life for Madoka to like try and exist and be a person in the world who doesn't have to suffer only for Madoka to basically choose the ultimate subversion of that goal uh, by giving the entirety of her existence in every possible sense of the word for taking care of other people, which is like a deeply tragic, but also like hopeful ending in in some sort of way. And then Homer's reaction to that being like, no, I can't accept this and needing to fight against it. Like there is something potentially interesting there. Um, Fuck. If I trust Gen Roboshi to uh, nail it, like, I don't think Rebellion does mm-hmm. do that because especially since it basically ends on a cliffhanger that will never be resolved. So like all you get is well, Homura probably did something like on the borderline of villainous. <laughs> Isn't she Satan in that one for some or somehow? Like is my understanding like she's just fucking the devil? Uh, kinda. Um, Sick. That actually whips ass. Uh, mm, hold on, I might be wrapping around to not Rebellion the way being good. Want. No, listen, I haven't seen uh, it, so I can decide that it's good until I've seen it. Okay. I don't have to have a critical yeah, read just, until I've watched just it. Imagine, just imagine your ideal Rebellion, because uh-huh. it's almost certainly better. Yeah, no, listen, uh, I'm just gonna... Also, you're right. Homura was not a choice, which is surprising to me. Yeah. Uh, um, which is... A... literally all the other main characters of that series are. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a bummer, because Homura is literally my favorite character in that whole series. Like, I fucking love Homura. It's very strange. Um, but, um, like I said, that's because I am a lesbian. 
But yeah, so like, Magia Record takes place in this universe. Well, actually, I'm not entirely sure what is up with this particular universe, because I never got that far into the story. Me neither. But it seems to be uh, this, like, alternate universe where all the characters are currently surviving. Madoka has not yet become, like, the universal heroine (laughs) uh, that she became at the end of the main series like mommy is still alive and kicking um and is like a a veteran like and and mentor Mm -hmm. Uh, but mostly it doesn't focus on that cast it it focuses on original characters do not steal uh iroha who is definitely not madoka 2.0 yeah iroha yeah who is just like what if what if we made madoka seem even younger Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I will say, even though I generally like the magical girl designs in this game, there's also definitely some that creep me out in a way that the main series designs never really did. So I I generally am fond of a lot of the um, original uh, original Madoka designs, um, but that is because there is like... So Genorobuchi can eat my dick, but uh, also... (laughs) That dude does put, like, significant thought... Like, uh, the teams he is a part of, at the very least, put significant thought and effort into the visual design uh, on a thematic level. Like, there is a reason Sayaka looks the way she does. There is a reason Madoka looks the way she does. Uh, And so, like, even if I don't like, uh, or or I'm particularly fond of a lot of the costumes uh, in Madoka, I appreciate them for their thematic resonance. Um, I I don't really care about any of the character designs in the OCs in this game. Uh, there, there is one design I, I kind of like. It's of a wind unit, and she's just like a a grem. She's just like an alchemist pow- magical girl who's a gremlin who throws poison bottles at people, and it's great. That is kind of funny. Uh, That's actually kind of. Let me good. see if I can. Yeah, I, I, she was one of the first ones I got. Let me see if I can find her. Uh, Hinano Miyako. Yeah, I I like her outfit a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, for the most part, like, um, I'm not a huge fan, um, because I feel like they're, in addition to just being kind of all over the place, um, they're boring. Yeah, they're boring, and also I get the feeling that, like, this game is trying to appeal to the, the people who, like, um... Uh, magical girl, lyrical Nanoha for all the wrong reasons. I, I was about to say, they do not seem like they're particularly interested in appealing to the people like me who have critical reads of Madoka. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're for the people. Uh, like, literally right now, there is a summer event going on where you can pull a, uh, a limited time unit for a swimsuit unit, which is a problem in a game where, where they're where all like twelve, all the, yeah, yeah, where all the characters look like preteens. Uh huh. It's disconcerting. It's, it's not good. I don't know. It's like, not good. It didn't really register to me that like that would be a thing in this game um, before we started playing because I'm an adult and like. I, I was just like, oh, yeah, that, that why would that be a thing? That didn't even cross my mind. And then I saw it, and I was like, 
Right. Right. Yeah, right. Okay, right. Sure. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Bummer. Um, yeah, so... Which is... Though, granted, you'll probably never see those units anyway, because yeah. this game has the exact same... I'm pretty sure, like, the exact same draw system as... Fate sure does. does! So fuck you if you want anything ever. Yeah, um, they they have they have their own the the draw is split between magical girls and craft and basically craft essences. They call them memoria, but they're the exact same thing as craft essences, mm-hmm. um, including in how you ascend them and level them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the the rates for actually drawing a magical girl are just as low as they are for drawing a servant in fake grand order um there's a law about this game that's basically just fake grand order uh i I think that's true i think it is also um it's iterated on fake grand order structure in interesting ways yeah i do think there are improvements specifically uh with the combat system yes i I, here's the thing this so if you listen to our earlier episodes where we talked about the combat system and i was like man i fucking wish that fate let me interact with like the cards more uh and to, like, do more with this combat system. This game heard that here and went, oh, okay, here, let's make this combat system, like, a thing you can interact with. Uh, and they yeah. did. Also, they gave me an auto button, which immediately makes it a better game. Yes, yes, this one, this one actually has an auto button, which makes it even weirder that Fate Grand Order still does not, because this combat system is actually more complex. Yeah, it, this combat system Fate is Grand cool. Orders. Like, legitimately, if this game was yeah, more interesting, I like the I gameplay, like actually. like if i liked the designs more and also like the split between memoria and magical girl wasn't a thing i would be way more interested in it but like just on paper and just like fucking around with combat system i actually like this combat a lot it's really neat yeah it's it's good um because like it's it's very uh so much like mega man battle network actually um, battles take place on a three by three grid, mm-hmm. um, and you can have up to uh, you can you're, you can have a team of up to I believe it's five magical girls. So four of your you magical are, girls, or four of your characters, and then one support character. So yeah, five. Yeah. Um. So, and you arrange them however you like um, on that nine by nine that three by three grid. Uh, and then your enemies are also arranged on that grid with boss characters taking up multiple spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, also, much like in Gra- in uh, Fate Grand Order, there are three different um, there are three different attack metals uh, types of attack metals that you can use. There's Excel, which um, like the arts uh, in Fate. Uh, increases your magia bar that uh, helps you build to your super attack quicker. Um, there is the uh, charge, which works a little different, which I think works better than... Effectively replaces quick from Grand Order, but works way better. Uh-huh. Um, whereas the quick cards generate generate like critical stars that are then randomly distributed on the next turn. Uh, charge increases... Uh, the potency of the next non-charge attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep chaining charges, that potency keeps increasing um, like additively. Uh, so 
if you play smart, you can use a bunch of charges and then use a blast to just like really wreck someone. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the last category, which is blast, which is both the most powerful attack and also uh, each blast metal has a different direction, either vertical or horizontal, that it will spread out its attack and hit all three uh, spaces in whatever column you select. Column or row, row you select, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes your selection of metals like way more strategic. Yeah, uh, it, um, especially because uh, because you have five characters instead of three, your deck is like significantly larger, too. Yeah. Um, also, it also means that you're probably that you're a lot less likely to get a chain of one magical girl, but mm-hmm. that's okay because one thing that they also introduced into this uh, system is that whenever you use a magical girl's metal, um, it adds a gem to a this like these gem slots that are arranged on the outside perimeter of the metal's border, and once three gem slots are filled um you can then like a uh, drag and drop one of that magical girl's medals um onto another magical girl so that magical girl will perform the action instead and that magical girl will also get any passive bonuses uh from you know the from the medal of the magical girl that you used mm-hmm. So you can have situations where, like, for example, uh, I previously mentioned the Alchemist girl. Like, if one of her, one of the Alchemist slots, uh, gem slots are filled, I can drag her medal onto Mommy. So now all of Mommy's attacks for that turn will have boosted damage and will also poison enemies. Yeah, well, uh, and it also basically is, like, giving that turn to another character. So, like, you can basically just keep feeding turns to your primary damage dealer uh, if you wanted to. Uh, And, like... Yeah, it's it's also helpful because each magical girl has a different element. So maybe you want to, like... Maybe the the magical girl that has the metal filled isn't the best element to attack the enemy, so you can drag and drop it onto one that does have a better type matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, It it also is an interesting way of handling cooldowns of skills. Uh, Like, uh, uh, it lets them put... uh, powerful abilities on characters and require specific usage um it makes team building like feel interesting um it, it's called the connect ability and like uh, madoka specifically has a connect ability that's like bonkers uh it's basically a heal and also a meter generation uh <laughs> and it's just it's wild good um she just sort of just lets everybody go the fuck off um and so it's just like careful usage of that basically lets your team never die um, and it's it's neat. It is like a really interesting iteration on the fate uh, system because it basically lets you actually interact with your cards and your decks uh, and give you tools to uh, play around with what you have available to you, which is really fun. Like it, it is when this game bothers to be challenging in any capacity at all, which it won't be for like 200 hours because it's a fate style gotcha game. Um yeah Uh, it it will be a very interesting system just because the array of tools you have available to you uh, and the ways it can challenge you are really different um which is cool like i think that is a legitimately really cool thing Uh, and i wish there was more to care about for me in this game and not be yeah yeah i feel the same way like i i wish that like 
Fate Grand Order just had this battle system. God, so that yeah, way absolutely. I could, so that way I could experience it with, like, a game that had a characters in a storyline I gave a shit about. <laughs> Even for, just an like, art design I gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, like, the battle system is really all this game really has going for it. The, the story is okay like maybe it gets really good later on but the the like the opening chapter is kind of interesting where you're learning about iroha and her whole deal but immediately after that you get into like this really dumb and hokey like oh there's this witch where if friends say they're not friends anymore it'll come after you Mm. and one of you will disappear and it takes freaking forever to resolve that conflict and it's and it's not interesting and i do not give a shit about any of the characters either the two major characters involved in that Mm -hmm. um and just wish they would stop being dumbasses Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just really frustrating that there's so little else for me to like in a game that has such a solid foundation in terms of like its actual gameplay here's the thing that this game really made me do it just made me want to go watch sinful gear (laughs) <laughs> like uh, well it sounds like we should put the simple gear gotcha game uh, uh you mean the one that has already ended oh uh, oh they died already oh yeah no oh, it, okay. uh it I... is either su- uh, about to be sunset or already shut down uh let me check oh, okay i forgot that i i'm i i think now that i think about it i'm pretty sure you mentioned that already and i just forgot uh yeah probably <laughs> uh and that's sort of the reason it got shut down i see uh, let me see here. Uh, 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 uh. I can't remember where I saw it saying it was shut down, but yeah, it's it's definitely not a. It's definitely not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind then. <laughs> yeah, we, we probably uh probably will not be playing that one then. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. It's unfortunate because, like, it, it's got to be tricky to make a gotcha game out of Monica Magica, mm-hmm. just because, like, that show was never really designed for this sort of thing. No, absolutely <laughs> you know? not. Um, it, you can say a lot of things about Genarabuchi, but, like, he clearly never intended for Monica Magica to be a franchise that you could endlessly milk. For profits. Yeah, I, listen, I can and will say a lot of shit about Ganarabuchi. Like, um, his horrifying misogynistic tendencies ruin basically everything that he has laid his hands upon. Um, but, like, my dude was not planning on a gotcha game with that game. Here with that anime. Yeah, no. Um, and so, like, you, like, if you're gonna make a game about it, um, you kind of have to do this thing with, like, creating a bunch of original characters and desperately hoping that people will care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also trying to stack up with the meticulously designed characters of the original series. And yeah, it's just, if the story were better, maybe I would care. I, here's my thing. I wouldn't, but... I would just want it to be a, a like a new show or something like that. I would like want the story yeah. to be in something else where I can just consume the story. That's true, yeah. 
Sort of like how I wish the story of King Kingdom Hearts Unchained was in any other format. I mean, I, as we all know, the best way to consume the for, or the story of Kingdom Hearts Unchained is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, even even if this story was like as a TV show, judging from like the initial parts of it, I'm not sure. I would have dropped it by episode three. It would be worth watching. I, I, yeah, honestly, I don't think I'd have hit episode three. I'd have dropped it by episode one. I, I'd have gotten like halfway through episode one and been like, "I'm good. I'm just I'm just gonna go watch Simpho Gear. I, I do not have the time or energy." Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, combine that with, you know, like, much like Fate Grand Order, Madoka Magica, like, encourages you to have characters you are attached to, to, sp- to pull specifically for them, mm-hmm. uh, and combines it with just horrific drop rates. Yeah, it, it's, it's rough. Um... Yeah, if if it weren't for that free free four star, I I would not have another one. I yeah, I do not. Uh, I barely even have other. I barely even have three stars. I have a single three star unit. Yeah, I, I don't think I have a single like anything above two stars that wasn't uh, given to me by the game. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, yeah, I mean, like, if, if you want to hear us get mad about gacha rates, go listen to me get super fucking pissed on the Fate or, or fate one. Yeah, and, like, all the criticisms there apply to here as well. Yeah, I, I the thing is, like, I just give less of a shit about this property, uh, so, yeah. like, I'm less mad about it. Like, I, I already don't really want to buy in, so, like, the fact that the game has horrifying rates is just sort of, like, cool, that's another nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. Yeah, same. So as as much as I as much as I initially really wanted this to be good, because I started up I started up thinking like not thinking this was gonna be anything and having fairly low expectations. I played that like those initial battle tutorials and was like, oh, could this actually be rad? I, I mean, like, and here, the uh, thing is. Yeah, and then I is. got into the actual story and gameplay loop. I'm like, oh no, this is actually not worth it. Like, like the actual core combat is actually tight. Like, if I could just skip to a, a, a like an account where they're 200 hours in and they've got a ton of tools for me already, and I don't have to worry about drops. Like, yeah, absolutely, I would love to fuck with that. That would be super interesting. I would love to see what this game is like later on, because uh, it, it's a super neat system. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not playing this game for the time it takes to get to that point because I do not care about the character designs uh, or about having my money stolen from me that uh, blatantly. Yeah. Also because like also because um, a lot of the character progression mechanics like leveling up and ascending characters are hitting all the same alarm bells mm-hmm. for me that Fate Grand Order did when I complained about how exhausting it was for just trying to level up a single character. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that seems to be holding true for this game as well, where it takes a lot of resources to level up your characters past like twenty or so. Yep. And like, there's a set. There's resources you have to grind to ascend them past ver- multiple level caps. I'm like, oh, 
I know where this road goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not it's not fun. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's um pretty much it we have for this game. Like, I don't have much more yeah. to say. Um, yeah, because that's the thing is like if you listen to our fake grand orders like episode. A lot of the non-gameplay criticisms also apply to this one. Yeah, like it's 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 basically it's virtually a carbon copy um, of that outside of the uh, actual aesthetic and and the gameplay because like Ascension's there, skill up is there, just in a different just just called by a different name. Mm-hmm. The whole draw system is exactly the same. So if if you if you like Fate Grand Order um, and are playing that and also like Magical Girls, well, this game will you'll probably like this game more mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just a better version of Fate Grand Order, but for Magical Girls. Uh, if Fate Grand Order really turned you off and you do not like it, uh, even if you enjoy the Madoka Magica franchise or Mo- or Magical Girls in general. I'm not sure this is going to do anything for you. Uh, because, again, like all the same problems exist, except for the combat system actually being good. I guess, like, if you really like specifically Fate's combat, uh, you aren't particularly invested in the character design, or you really like the character design in this game, uh, and you want a better version of Fate's combat and the inclusion of an auto button for grinding, like, I guess go for it um live your best life and i hope you enjoy it uh but uh, i feel like there's other games that are better usages of your time uh, I, I don't know I, it's it's hard for me to justify playing this game because anybody who's deep enough into fake uh grand order to like actively enjoy the combat is probably so far deep into it that like it's a struggle to recommend playing another one of those yeah but like shout outs shout outs to mary cagle though one of my favorite webcomic artists who i know about this game because she tweeted about it because mary mary cagle fucking loves herself some magical girls Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh, uh, the game is like fine it's fine it's boring fine um the combat is better than um is better than Fates because it's just Fate 1.5. Um, but, like, I don't know. I I don't think you'll have a bad time necessarily playing it um, if you already like Fate is basically where I come down on it. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you already like Fate, I mean, this is just a better version of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh and honestly, you'll probably enjoy it more as long as you also, as long as you like magical girls as much as you like uh, big titty historical figures. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. What are the other things that we hit? Uh, I'm assuming you're not going to keep playing, right? Oh no, no, not at all. Um, I have again, like I'm, I'm focusing on Dissidia, and I'm still like, uh playing Doken Battle every so often, so I'm I'm full I'm not even playing Fake Grand Order anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm deep in the Grand Blue Mines and uh I will not be leaving. Um so like it is 
I already gave my opinion on uh, of fate, and uh, the that opinion still applies here, even if I could just auto through everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. It, play it if you want to. I can't, in all honesty, recommend it. Um. Yeah. So the last thing we have is uh, rolling on our banners, right? Correct. And I'm gonna move. Uh, Logi record over to my done pile. I'm actually removing Arknights off my uh, banner because, I don't know, I don't like that game very much. Neither do I. <laughs> I like, it's it's fine. I just, I don't, I don't like tower defense very much. Yeah, me either. Which is a shame because, like, that game has an emperor penguin who's just a fucking penguin who's a gangster, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for a tower defense game, it's a, it seems like a good tower defense game. I just don't like tower defense. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, let me roll a dice real quick and get a number between one and seven. If my computer would be slightly less slow. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I got a two, which would be puzzle and dragon. Uh, which neat. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Puzzle and Dragon is the game that we will be talking about next time, which is going to be a fun game to talk about as, like... Yeah, that's like one of the ur-gotchas. Yeah, it, it's, it's fucking big granddaddy gotcha. Uh, and I need to figure out if I want to either recover my Puzzle and Dragon account or start from zero. Um, in all honesty, I'll probably recover it because, like, I have a lot of fun <laughs> cards in that game. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, um, like, I think three years in that game, too. Uh, I stopped playing it about, uh, actively about, like, two years ago or so. But, like, I have I have a lot in that game, there are time spent-wise. I'll probably recover my account if I can, but also, like, to be honest, it's not going to be all that much different from a brand new account. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Because I did not play Puzzle and Dragons a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Because it breaks my brain. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that'll uh, that that'll be a, a fun one to uh, uh, watch me listen to me suffer through. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> fair. Um, I, I'm going to talk a lot about that. I listen. I fucking love puzzle games like that. So I will be singing that game's praises, uh, even if I have a lot of qualms with it that have pushed me away from it. Um, I think I like the actual puzzle mechanic in that game a lot. Yeah, no. Um, to be fair, like I'm not going to be entirely negative on it. I'm just playing up the fact that I'm very bad at it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it is one of the few gacha games that I think is possible to be like actively bad at in such a way that it hinders your ability to enjoy the game. It's uh, it's the Dark Souls of gacha games. <laughs> to use a metaphor I know will cause you physical pain. I'm going to fucking bed. <laughs> Ever hear a metaphor so bad you just want to fall asleep? Yes, right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we should go. Uh, fuck cops. All cops are bastards. Uh, I live in the <laughs> Twin Cities, so I'm allowed to say it. Fuck every single cop. Uh, yeah, cool. It's good to burn cop cars. It is. It is morally, spiritually, and ethically good to burn cop cars. They're paid for with taxpayer money. That's your cop car you're burning. <laughs> yeah. 
That's technically your property. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we're going to be done now, and I'm going to go to sleep after that metaphor. Uh, goodbye. Good night. Have a good sleep. Ha, <laughs>